Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, boo! Yo, Adrian! I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Ren, welcome to the cave. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Exciting times, my friend. Uh, just right before we got on the air, I read online that uh, that 90s show, number one on Netflix. Yeah, it's really exciting. So, uh, as I bet you know, that 90s show, we'll see you as we see you as Ozzy, which premiered a few days ago. Uh, and the reviews have been great. People are liking it. I watched a few episodes. I'm a fan of the original, so I tend to watch this one also. Who doesn't love the 90s, right? Yeah, who doesn't love the 90s? <laughs> so uh, we're going to jump into the show in a few minutes. But, uh, you know, I was trying, I was doing some research on you. I want to get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, I saw that you uh, started acting at the age of nine. What made you get into the industry? What pushed you? Um, well, when I was like really young, like preschool times, I would always like be the MC for my like school's performances. And so after the performances would finish, some of the parents would come up to me and like, compliment me for like how good I was able to like speak in front of people at such a young age and I didn't really think of like I never had a, like a goal of going to Hollywood but I, it kind of happened naturally mm. so yeah so I uh, like while you were doing that like uh was there like some favorite like tv shows movies actors actresses that kind of follow their dream and you're like you know what I want to do this I think that I I watched Bridesmaids at a really young age. And obviously, I wasn't really listening to the inappropriate scene. But I did watch the movie. And, you know, it's it's really funny. And even now, like, I'll watch it um, because it's just one of my favorite movies ever. But then also being able to work with Kristen from Kristen Wiig from Bridesmaids on mm. a film, Barb and Star. It was kind of like the the person that I saw on screen when I was four, I finally met when I was, like, 11. Wow. How did that make you feel when you met her? I was like really like shocked. I was like, well, first of all, that day we were filming on the ocean. We were filming in um, Cancun. And so she was filming a scene just coming out of the water. And I didn't even recognize her because I was in the hair and makeup room and I was mm. getting ready to film my scene for the day. And she, someone, this lady walks in and of course, I'm just like, oh, my God, she looks like really tired and she's wet and sandy. And she had like in the scene that she was filming, I guess she had like mosquito bites all over her. Mm. So I was like, oh, who is that? And then I. My mom came up to me and she said, that's Kristen. I'm like, no, it's not. And then it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So you've done TV. You've done a little bit of film. You have a number one show on Netflix. What's your goal, Brad? What do you what do you want to tackle next? Well, I I mean. A lot of goals, but um, one of them would probably, of course, being hopefully this show will continue and be successful. But also, I really do want to work on other projects like more films because I really enjoyed filming um, Barb and Star. It was just such a fun experience. And I feel like, you know, a horror film, I would love to. I do a lot of comedy. And so I would definitely love to explore other genres as well. What's your uh, ultimate like a goal for like uh, a role? Is there like a certain role that you kind of hope you get your hands on? I know you mentioned horror, but is there like superhero, anything else in your uh, on your um, list? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it would be fun doing like a dramatic role, okay. like where it's like a lot of like drama and like 
seriousness. But also I feel like the reason I like horror so much is because the audience is like on the edge of their seats. And mm-hmm. so I kind of like to see the audience react. That's why I like comedy so much because I get to see the audience so like happy and laugh. Mm-hmm. So it makes it that brings me joy. Are you a big horror fan? Do you have a favorite horror movie? To be honest, I I do like horror, but then I get really scared. I'm really really like afraid, but then I end up watching because my mom likes watching it. So I'll just like tag along, and she's like, "Okay, I want to watch a horror movie for my birthday or for Mother's Day." I'm like. Well, it's your birthday, so I guess we'll watch a horror movie. But then I'm scared at first, but then I end up really enjoying it. Right. That's awesome. So, yeah, let's talk about the 90s show. Like I said, I mentioned earlier, it premiered uh, earlier uh, on Netflix. Uh, What do you think makes this show so special and working on it? Well, I think just the amount of support that we've gotten. Um, Obviously, we already have um, a fan base from the original show. Um, that are really supportive and I know that you know this was this was a big risk because that 70s show was so popular and such an iconic show so I know that the fans were skeptical at first but I read tons of comments that said they're super like shocked at how much they love the show and how much you know the new kids or the new generation of Point Place is really resembles the old cast Um, but I think obviously like the support from the original cast because without their support we wouldn't have been able to do this show they came like every i would say i mean deborah joe who plays kitty was telling um talking to us and saying like every week is kind of like a mini reunion because someone would come back right right so uh, so we see you as ozzy i want to hear about your auditions you remember your audition yeah so i auditioned and then casting wanted to meet with me um actually at the audition I, my managers uh, called me and said, do you, are you comfortable playing uh, a gay role? And I was like, of course. I mean, it's just, it's a character. It's just me portraying a character. So mm-hmm. I was like, of course, no worries at all. And I was like, really, really, I was hoping um, that I would get the role. But um, the audition process took longer than I thought. Um, but then I had to go to Atlanta to film an, an, a separate Netflix film at mm-hmm. the time. So I didn't even know, but the producers wanted to meet with me and um, wanted me to read the role again with them but I was in the hotel so I was like scrambling like oh what do I do what do I do so we just um I became creative and I did the audition in the bathroom and um (laughs) and I used an ice bucket to kind of like level my face with the camera and then the callback went well I did a chemistry read with Ashley who plays Gwen on the show and then I got the call like I think a month after I did the audition I got the call um saying hey you got the role Wow, were you give, were you given a description of Ozzy before preparing for before auditioning for the role, or did you get a bigger description after you got it? Um, in terms of like how Ozzy fits in with the group, yes. I'm when I got the audition, um, the character description said, you know, he's very open and he feels comfortable around his friends, yeah. and he's like the Yoda of the group. He he he's like the most knowledgeable. Um, but then I feel like personality wise that sort of was developed and revealed as we filmed more episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. How did you prepare now to play this role? How did you tackle it after you got the description and everything? Like, what did you look for to play? Well, when I first did the audition, I, I kind of like pushed it a little bit because um, okay. it was comedy, but I, I did learn that the, the casting wanted me to 
do the role or do the script as more like subtle or not as pushed. And then, um, so I did work with my coach on that. And then we, we kind of figured out a way to like match everything. And, you know, it's not necessary um, to always push. And so I just became kind of more natural as Aussie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, being gay in the 90s, as Aussie being gay, it's kind of like he wasn't as, he, he would be open to some people, but he didn't feel completely comfortable being that way to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, so I feel like, you know, I did when I, when I get the script for the next episode, I, I always think in my head, okay, he's not, it's, we're not in the 2020s, you know, he, he, it's different. So I think that instead of thinking that, oh, Ozzy's gay, I started to think, okay, he's sweet, but he's also rude. He's honest. He's judgmental. So I thought about his personality char- characteristics. Hmm. What kind of research did you do for like play a character in the nineties? Um, character. Okay. Well, I actually, the only research I really did was that I bought like four seasons of that 70s show because I probably should have watched that 70s show before I got the role, but I didn't. And I still ended up getting the role. So it's all good. But I watched the show and I was just like really like amazed by how funny all of them were and how mm-hmm. they have such good chemistry as a group and as a, as a cast. Um, so that's the research I did. And then obviously when I, started to film more on the show you you point out and you realize all the different aspects that are being brought back yeah what's been your favorite 90s moment you think that you've seen on set Mm, i don't well obviously everyone like everyone loves the fashion um so i would enjoy going to fittings and seeing the stuff that ozzy would wear in this episode and because ozzy's kind of like the fashionista of the group in a way right he has like really good style so I did enjoy that, but also raves. I never knew what raves were. Like, in the beginning, I was like, raves? But then, I mean, in the show, Ozzy ends up not being able to go because he gets left at home from his friends. So if we have, you know, another opportunity to get another season and film another rave episode, I would love to be able to participate next time. Mm -hmm. What do you think has been, like, the biggest, like, challenge playing this character? Um, I would say it was hard for me to like find how I wanted to portray Ozzy in the beginning. Mm. And I think over time, you know, talking with the director, our, our amazing and lovely director, Gail, or our showrunner, Greg, just talking to them about my character, I think, helped me discover how I wanted to portray mm. him. But also, Ozzy doesn't really, well, not yet. Um, Ozzy doesn't really have a family background in the show as of now. So I think if he had a family background, it might have been a little easier to play. But I kind of had to like, you know, put my own spin on it. Right. What do you what do you love about Ozzy? I just I mean, I love Ozzy. I, I know that he he'll be very critical. I mean, I I tend to think that it's like my alter ego. Like I'm not as upfront and straightforward. Like I have a tendency to not be honest with people um, um, compared to him. So when I play him, I'm like, oh, this is what it would be like if I was this honest. Mm. And so it kind of like, maybe one day I'll change. <laughs> well, if we see a, a season two, what kind of character growth would you like to see happen to Ozzy? I I would like to see him find that person in the group that he can really connect with. I know in the, in the show, technically, Wen is his best friend. 
Mm -hmm. um, and they met in detention and all that. But, um, you know, I feel like within the three boys, the other two boys are like close. And then Ozzy's not as close with the boys, but he's kind of like, I I feel like we're unsure of who his like best bud is right now. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do hope to see that. And obviously I want to see who his parents are. Right. I was told to tell you kudos on your French. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Did you find that easy, difficult? Um, At first, I was like, am I going to be able to do this? Like, I speak zero French. I know, like, when I was going to school, like, in elementary school, there was, like, French classes that I was taking. But to be honest, I wasn't really paying attention 95% of the class. So I kind of forgot everything I learned. Um, but it was not that hard because French is kind of similar to English, I would say. It's just like a lot of the words are like silent or like it's very hard to pronounce. But luckily I had um, a recording that was sent to me. And so that helped a lot. But I, I got the script. I was in San Francisco and I was on the boat going to Alcatraz and we were coming back and I got the script and I'm reading through it. And I'm like, oh, God, I have to speak French. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, we mentioned, you know, the 70 show spinoff reboot to the night that 90s show we see part of the original cast come in throughout the season what was the like, advice they gave you when you guys first started filming this what's like because you know that was a huge show for them that to make their career even bigger in the future what kind of advice did they give you guys well they were they were all so so kind um but my dressing room was next to wilmer's okay. um so I was able to really, I mean, he's so friendly and he's so nice to all the kids, but especially being next to him room wise, it was easier to kind of talk. So I know the first episode that he appeared in, in our show, um, after the table read, which is always on zoom, I kind of mm-hmm. peeked out of my room into the hallway and I was like, I was kind of waiting for Wilmer to come out so I could talk to him. And I was like, okay, you got this, you got this, you got this. And then Wilmer came out, I was like, hi, Wilmer. And then we kind of talked and. You know, he gave me one really good piece of advice, which is um, since we are a, a multi-cam sitcom and we have a schedule like one where we do table, we rehearsal, rehearsal, run through, run through, pre-shoot, live show. You know, it's very hectic. Um, but also because of that, you have one chance to show it to the producers, to the mm-hmm. network. So he said, you know, always take an advantage, always take the rehearsal opportunity to really go into your creative mind or your creative world, or how you want to change this line, or you can experiment all mm-hmm. kinds of things since you have the time. Um, so that was like towards the beginning of the season. So we were all like still getting used to filming in front of the live audience and rehearsing for hours. So I think that advice really helped me. And I think it did help me become more out of the box. That's awesome. And then again, the 70s cast also, they became like close friends outside of the the show also like now how would you describe the chemistry with the new cast and you guys working together how did you become like pretty much like a tight friendship going on set right well i think that we are very definitely we're very close um i'm the youngest of the group but i do feel like you know it it's like i know not every project you're going to work on you're going to be with good people but i feel like the show has a ton of great people. Yeah. And I feel like having that good work environment where it's, you know, we're not competitive with each other. We we tend to always uplift each other when something happy happens or when something good happens or, 
one of the kids gets a nice part in the episode. Like, you know, we're not mad or we're not unhappy. We're happy for each other. So I think that helps. I feel like we just all really get along. And plus, you know, since four of them live here and then um, two of them live out of state. So most of the cast being here helps too, because when we're not filming, we get to see each other as well. Like right now we're not filming and, you know, I know that some of them are meeting up. So, you know, it's nice to be able to have that sort of close bond on and off. I don't want to give out too many spoilers and everything, but you had one scene that I want you to talk to us a little bit about it. It's between Ozzy and Kitty in that one scene that everybody's talking about. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I received the script, I was like, oh, oh, this is Ozzy's big episode. Like, this is like sort of like Ozzy's moment. Um, So I was really happy that he could express his feelings and, you know, tell someone and for that someone to be kitty was even more special um for ozzy and for me playing him because i mean who wouldn't want to do a scene with deborah joe rub um she's iconic um but she she was so nice that whole week and i know that i think you know i was like nervous and stressed out because literally like 99 percent of my scenes were live that day so it was very hectic but i mean i got through it and it was so fun um (laughs) actually the scene not the scene where I, where Ozzy comes out, but the scene before that where he's helping um, Kitty with the computer and almost tries to reveal what he wants to say. And Laura, yeah. um, Donna, walks in and she called me like a sex boy and she did her like hand motion like that just made me laugh so much. And it made everyone laugh. Deborah Jo was kind of blaming me for most of the time for laughing, but I know she was laughing too. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you think has been your favorite moment so far in the series? Um, um, for sure, like all the um special returns that we've had from the original cast. Mm. But I think for for Ozzy would probably have to I mean Ozzy has like a lot of great moments. Like a sweet moment would be his coming out theme to Kitty. Like that's mm. a sweet moment of Ozzy where you see his sweet side. But Ozzy's like like real c- comedic timing and all that, like his comedy scenes, I would say. Um, the interrogation scene that he has with Ren and Kitty after um, the whole incident with the rave. Like, that's really funny. I had a lot of fun filming that because it was like with Red and Kitty, Kerwood and Deborah, like, oh my God, that's just a dream. Um, But yeah, I mean, Ozzy had a lot of good moments, but I'm I'm always looking to see what the fans think and what their favorite moment is too. Speaking of the fans, what are you hoping for when the the original 70s fans and the new fans tune into now to watch this? What are you hoping they get out of this? I hope that they just see that chemistry that I feel that we have. And I hope that they, you know, I hope the 90s, the people who grew up in the 90s um, who are now adults, I hope they were like, oh, wait, I was doing that in the 90s. I wore that in the 90s. I was at the mall in the 90s. I did glamour shots in the 90s. All that kind of stuff. The nostalgia that we've brought back, I hope that they can relate to. Because I can. Because I wasn't around. <laughs> That's awesome. Ren, now, uh, what's next for you now? Any other projects you're allowed to tell us about that you got coming out or you're going to work on? Yeah, so the Netflix film I was filming in Atlanta should be coming out sometime this year. Hopefully soon. It's called The Outlaws and it'll be on Netflix. That's awesome. Ren, how can the viewers and the listeners now find you on social media to keep up with you and hopefully for a season two of uh, the 90s show? Yeah, all my social media um, accounts are Rendoy, R-E-Y-N-D-O-I. That's great. Ren, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes today. This was great. Thank you.
Thank you so much for having me. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.